Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago, and I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Awesome, guys. Let's get rocking and rolling. Today, we're going to talk about going from reaction to resilience and really how you can start confronting the pain within. Now, do me a favor for the guys that are here live, put the number one in the chat. If you're experiencing some sort of pain, uncertainty, frustration, or maybe you feel like you're in limbo, Do me a favor, put the number one in the chat if that is you, just so we can check in with the collective, kind of see where everyone's at. Lance, I see your question. Now, whether you're going through separation or divorce, it's more of a symptom of your internal pain than it is your external pain. And what I'm referring to is the internal pain is what happens in us, not to us versus the external pain, which is what happens to us and then in us. Most men realistically only focus on this part. Now, we receive receive external pain into our cells, our bodies, our minds, and our souls. And if we don't process that pain, it becomes internal pain that gets buried and suppressed and pushed down layer after layer. Now, if this makes sense, do me a favor, put the number three in the chat. So I know you guys are following along. And also any guys that are just popping in, we're going to open up the floor at the very end for you guys to ask any open questions, but it will be first come first serve. So for those guys that just popped in, any questions you have, feel free to drop them in the chat. Mark, do you have something you're going to add? Yeah, I wanted to clarify because I think a lot of times when you when you hear about external pain, you're like, well, what does that mean? Like something that's happening to me. Really, yeah. the the word I'd rather use now is we call it situational pain. So it's the situation that you are in that's causing you pain. Right. And so what happens is when you find yourself in a situation you don't like, let's say, for example, you're trying to bench press a lot of weight and you're trying to push that up and you're like, oh, oh, it's a lot of weight. Like you're in a situation right now where this is heavy and all you're focused on is what? The situation. How do I get this thing off my chest? How do I keep pushing because this is heavy? This is hard to do. And your goal is to what? Finish the reps. So as soon as I'm done, then I can rest. Okay. That's the situation you are in. And when you are going through separation of orders, you are in a situation where you're just hoping to get the reps over with. You're hoping to get out of it. Like, I don't want to be in this. I don't want to do this. Anybody ever felt like that? Like you go to the gym and you're like, man, I don't, I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't want to work out. I hate it. Blah, blah, blah. But you're there and you're doing the reps. It's the same thing for when you're going through the separation divorce, you're, you're going through it, but you're, you're not seeing the growth. You're not seeing the possibility. You're just seeing it as a lot of fucking pain. You're just seeing it as this is what I'm experiencing. This is what it's happening to me. You're not really understanding that this is happening for you. 
So just like the weightlifter who's lifting the weights and he's pushing and he's pushing, and he's pushing. If in his brain, he's like, this is stupid. This is pointless. I don't know why I'm going through this. I shouldn't have to be at this bench press at five in the morning. He's not understanding the bigger picture that he's going to have bigger pecs, right? And you go, well, that guy asked for it. That guy got into the gym because he wanted it. Listen, you fucking asked for it by getting married. You got married. You chose her. You're asking for it. You're asking to be in pain. I'm not saying that this was supposed to happen this way. I'm not saying that she was supposed to leave your ass. I'm not saying she was supposed to cheat on you. I'm not saying that. But the fact is you got fucking married, so you asked for it. What you asked for is growth. When most of you go, well, consciously, no, I didn't ask for growth. What I asked for was good sex, food on the table, someone who can listen to me complain and bullshit about my job. That's what I asked for. And instead, I got this. Well, welcome to marriage. Welcome to connection with other human beings. And as a man, you're in a situation that might be causing you pain, but the real pain is not the situation. It's the underlying pain. And that's what we're talking about today. The internal pain. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. Really appreciate that. I like the concept of situational pain, and I think it really kind of puts it into perspective for guys. Now, How many guys know the three main ways we deal with internal pain? I'm curious. Do me a favor, put in the chat some ways you feel like we as men deal with that internal pain. Put some answers in the chat, just so you know there's no right or wrong answer here. I just kind of want to get an idea of where your guys' heads are at. How do you feel like we deal with the pain, gentlemen? I'll give them a second to answer. Apparently, no one has any idea how we deal with the pain. Yeah, we suppress. Absolutely, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, we just say it's okay. We just say, I'm fine. No, realistically, we start to hide. Yeah, we avoid. We hide behind our vices like drinking, porn, money, and work. We start lying to ourselves which means we're lying to our wives because gentlemen, women crave emotional connection. And lastly, we hide from intimacy because we're ashamed. We don't want anyone to see this raw place that we're in. Now, what are some ways you guys feel like we deal with the external pain? These are all great answers, by the way. Keep Keep them coming. What are some ways you guys feel like we deal with the external pain? I avoid, get defensive, angry, exercise, yelling, lying, anger. Absolutely. Put simply, we manipulate, we control, and we complain. We try to control the things that we have no control over. We manipulate. We just complain, realistically place the blame on everything except the man in the mirror. Anything to add here, Mark? No, I mean, that's all all the things that you're experiencing is your grid. It's your paradigm, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so if I don't have a grid for dealing with someone rejecting me, I'm going to go back to my original grid. So this is why it's like you start showing up as a little boy, 
right? So what essentially happens is, is you're feeling pain and it reminds you subconsciously of pain that you never dealt with in the first place. And so because you don't have a healthy grid for how to deal with this rejection that you're experiencing, you go back to childhood. How many of you, when you were rejected for sex, sulk? Come on, let's be fucking honest. You sulk like a little boy. Mommy won't give me pussy tonight. What's wrong with me? I fucking do it. Hell yeah. Why? Because that's what we know, right? And -hmm. it's like, it's a choice. Do we do we hold that against our partner when they withhold or when they don't feel like it or they don't have whatever? Or do we use it against them? Or do we just understand and go, oh gosh, it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with what they're experiencing. Right. Yeah. That's the grid I'm talking about. So it's the same thing when it comes to this rejection of separation and divorce, is because if we don't have a grid and we haven't grown up in that area and in that way, this is what will happen. We will continue to see life through this lens, and this lens isn't getting us where we want to go. Yep. It, it is essentially a perspective that we have to shift. And also the lens. I just heard that recently. I never heard that before. You have a reframe perspective and you have a reframe of the lens. And this lens, we have to put on new glasses, essentially, to see the situation a little differently, a little more clearly for what it actually is. So if you don't have a grid for it, yeah, you're angry, you're yelling, you're lying, you're doing this, you're exercising. It's all, all of it. If you just be honest with yourself, it's just your way of avoiding those feelings. Yeah. Because when you feel rejected and you feel inadequate, when you feel like a little boy, nobody wants to experience that. Yep. And so instead of harnessing those feelings and using it for action, we use it for negative reaction. A positive action would be using it towards hitting a goal. See, a lot of you here don't have approach goals. You have avoiding goals, which what that means is like your, your goal is to avoid something from happening. And this is why you stay stuck in your shame cycle. This is why you stay stuck in the same patterns is because you're not actually using what's called approach goals. Approach goals are goals that you are actually going after. It's a psychological phenomenon. Most people have avoiding goals. Well, I don't, I don't want to feel this way anymore, or I don't, I don't want to get a divorce, or I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want to be overweight anymore. I don't want this versus I want to do this, and this is who I'm going to become. Huge yep. difference between the two, and it keeps you stuck. Hmm. So, what happens if you know they don't come up, or if they don't uh, come up with a system for confronting that internal pain? What happens to these guys? Well, I mean, it's pretty simple. Like you just stay stuck in the same shit, right? It's like yeah. like you keep asking yourself the wrong questions. Why is this happening to me? Why me? Why do why does it always happen to me? Why do I always go through this? Why can't I ever find somebody that loves me? Why me? Why, 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 why? It's just all it's little boy stuff. We act yeah. like little boys because that's the only grid we have. Yep. Yep. And realistically, what you need to grow through the pain, gentlemen, is one, a system for confronting the internal pain, and two, tools to protect you from the external pain. Realistically, if you have no system for confronting the internal pain, you'll continue to live a numb life. You'll lack connection and intimacy. And for some of you, it's costing you your marriage and your relationship with your kids. And if you have no tools to protect you from the external pain, you'll just continue to absorb more pain. As Mark said, you'll operate from a victim mindset 
thinking that life is happening to you instead of for you. And you'll just stay in this perpetual cycle of toxic relationships. Guys, how many of you have ever found yourself dating the same woman in a different body? Put the number two in the chat if you relate to that. If you feel like over the years, maybe you've dated the same woman in a different body. Yeah. And I had a gentleman inside Thrive that had shared that he's like, man, I feel like I'm dating my high school girlfriend all over again. Like, man, and what does that tell you? Gentlemen, if you don't come up with a system to dealing with this internal pain and start working on that external pain, you're just going to stay in that cycle. Realistically, guys, the choice is yours. I'm curious. Some guys on talk. Yeah. I'm curious. What are some of your guys' thoughts? You know, again, lots of engagement from Ben. Oh, my mouse just died. Uh, getting lots of engagement from Ben. Ben, I'd love to bring you on to hear what some of your uh, takeaways are from today's training. You're muted. Got to mute, unmute yourself. Oh, you want me? Okay, I was going to try to type it in. Okay. No, uh, let's go for it. Just uh, my takeaways are that everything's pretty much spot on with how the past relationships and, uh, and dealing with pain, you know, child bringing that childhood and just continuing to, uh, like I lost my father at a young age, suppress that. So then in my relationship moving forward, if you really, if I'm honest with myself, looking back, that's always been probably issue that I probably should have dealt with that pain of losing a father at a young age. And I'm 52 now and I'm still kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm coming to terms with it, but I still see how that's affected all my relationships. I'm, I'm on my second marriage, repeating the same shit I did first marriage. And uh, so, yeah, all the, all your points are just it's crazy. How every, I'm, I'm kind of new to y'all's program and I've been watching the videos, haven't fully joined yet just due to my finances, and, you know, going through some things uh, personally with my, you know, the separation and legal problems and so forth. But uh Everything is just, it's pretty, uh, your training is pretty crazy how, you know, I'm repeat, I'm doing everything y'all are saying not to do. <laughs> and that's why I keep coming back to your videos um, to kind of get, get me refocused and back on track on what I should be doing. What is it that you feel like, let me ask this, what's the legacy you want to leave for your kids? And that's the thing. I have three young girls, right? So I want them to, uh, not leave a legacy of uh, anger and 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 just leave leave a, uh, a legacy that life is happy, life is wonderful, life is great, and life is is precious, and life is uh, is what you make it, and be meaningful in life. Don't waste time and and uh, you know try to you know be happy. Basically, Do you notice yeah, yeah. how the first thing you said was not. You said the first thing is like I don't want to do this. See, our brains like just automatically go towards what we don't want versus what we actually want. The second part is I would challenge you to go deeper with what that means. What does happy mean? What is what does it look like for them? Like put specifics. Uh, you're you're in business, like you know that if you don't have specific attainable goals, there's no way in hell you'll hit those marks, right? Projections, financial projections are are a result of what of the team putting together 
their goals based on what they foresee to happen in the future, that if we keep doing these things, we're going to hit this number. We're going to hit this mark. Same thing with legacy. Guys, 80% of the world, 80% of Americans don't even set goals, period, for themselves. So like, and I think it's even more so for men because the only goals we set usually are financial and financial. Um, you know, we don't really set goals for ourselves personally. If we do, it might be a weight loss goal. That's good. That's a good thing to have, right? But what are the other goals? Like, what is the kind of man you want to become? And how can you actually measure that, right? If you don't have a tool for measurement, how are you supposed to know you're growing? What yeah. gets measured grows, right? If you don't measure it, how the heck are you supposed to know? So that's a lot of what's lacking. And those are the tools. Those are the things we do in, in Thrive, right? We actually measure guys from the time they come in to the time they leave on things like their overall happiness, their outlook on life, their communication skills, et cetera. And we, and we show over time their increase in that. Because it's like, when you come to work with us, it's not like we're going to fix your finances because we're not, it's not a business offer. Our offer is to help you in your internal emotions and get healed to communicate, become a leader, et cetera. And so what we measure is those things. So by the end, it's like everyone increases 20, 30% in their communication skills and their happiness, their outlook on life is like an eight out of 10, which is crazy, right? Especially for some of you being at like a four or three out of 10 right now. But those are the things that we start positioning you towards. And then once you're past Thrive, then we get you to Thrive Plus. That's a whole nother ball of wax. Now we're starting to look at what what beyond getting past this situation, right? Because this situation, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Every good season you're in will pass and every bad season you're in will pass. It may feel like eternity when you're in the bad and it may feel like a, a, a vapor when you're in the good right? That's the way it always is. Why? Because we're experiencing the negativity and it feels like hell, feels like we're going to be stuck here forever, but you're not going to be stuck here forever. Tomorrow will come. The next day will come. It will continue to come whether you want it to or not. Now, the difference is how you show up each day and how you receive what's possible for you each day. I just have a comment. Yeah. You're muted now. I think, yeah, he's muted. Raul, you're muted, brother. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying you just envision the future and then just uh, connect emotionally and uh, with your with your spouse and children, and then you 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 really live that future and happily, you know, fulfilled. Yeah, I mean, but regardless, if you can connect with your wife, because at the end of the day, if if you aren't connected with your own future, it doesn't matter what what you think about her. Right. At the end of the day, what what matters most is your own future. Then you have something to give her. But if you can't, if you can't connect with your own future, like what, what do you have? Right. Like when I think about my future, whether it's business, my relationship um, with my kids, um, the, the, my, the body, like all the things I, what I found is that the more emotionally connected I am to my future self, the more of a reality it becomes. Like when I started empowered, man, I was one guy in a basement with nothing. Nobody knew who the fuck I was. Nobody knew anything I'd experienced. All, all I said was, I am going to create a company that helps men. And I put out some ads with some crazy looking hair and people stopped and they're like, huh, this guy's saying something that makes sense. But I envisioned from day one, I'm going to help thousands of guys. And the more I started seeing that like work, it was like game on. And now, now the vision becomes bigger. And that's the same thing for, for you. You're just so myopic usually when you're in pain, right? It's like, if, 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 if you all of a sudden get, I don't know, like a big scratch on your arm, 
You're not feeling anything over here or here. Everything you're feeling is on this arm, this pain right here. And you're like, how do I stop this pain? How do I stop this pain? That's why there's like, I don't know if it was a joke. I can't remember what I heard. It was like, like if, if someone's in pain here and you bite their leg, like they're going to forget about this pain and they're going to now remember this pain, right? It's like, and that's what we do is we go from pain to pain to pain. And so it's like, you're living in this cycle of crisis, all of you, where it's like, well, you're in this pain now, you got to fix this pain. And then all of a sudden now you're in this financial crisis or now you fix that. And now you're in this crisis. And then now you fix that and you live crisis crisis because a lot of you grew up in a, in a childhood home that wasn't safe and secure. A lot of you grew up in a home that wasn't a place where you could share emotions. Where your fathers looked at you and said, you better fucking buck up, cut putter cup, or I'll whip your ass. I'll give you something to cry about. I remember my stepdad, you see me, you crying? I'll give you something to cry about. Like, what kind of shit is that to say to a kid? And we kind of laugh now. We probably said it to our kids. But at the same time, it's like, the reality is that's crushing a soul. That's crushing to a young man. Because he's basically saying, hey, it's not okay for you to cry. It's not okay for you to have those tears. Real men don't cry. It's such bullshit. It's bullshit. And then, and then we wonder why our wives want nothing to do with us because we look at them dumbfounded when they're crying or when they're upset because we're a deer in the headlights because all that's going in our head is that internal pain that we never dealt with, which is it's not okay to cry. It's not okay to feel what you're feeling right now. You've got to cover it up, mask it up. Real men don't do that. Real men don't have emotions. Real men provide. Real men go to battle. And I, dude, I'm all for that, man. I am all for you providing. I'm all for you going to battle. I'm all for you fighting. I think you can do that. You can be the warrior, but you can also be the poet. And the, the warrior poet, William Wallace, if anybody seen him, one of my favorite movies, Braveheart, right? He was the warrior poet. He was the guy who'd rip your fucking head off because you're an Englishman who's stealing his land, but at the same time, he can go after his, his love and he can pursue her in a tender way and write to her and show her how much he cares and has affection for her. That's what your wife is missing from you. Maybe you're a great warrior and you go out and you fucking kill all things, but damn, you're missing the poet side. Or you're the poet, but you ain't a fucking warrior. You're, a bunch of, you're just a little bitch, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're really good at being, oh, baby, I just love you so much. And you're so just wonderful and all this stuff. She's like, yeah, go provide for me. Yeah, well, I'm going to let you provide. I'm going to stay home. Like, what the fuck? That is not, it's not that you have to out provide her, but guess what? You become emasculated when you become the homemaker, your balls shrink up. Your testosterone goes way down when you're not fucking going out and doing shit. I know I'm ruffling some feathers because I know there's guys in here that stay at home and work for their wives at home. And that's your thing. But listen, I can't tell you how many guys have come to me who've been cheated on by their wives who are sleeping with the, the guy in the office because he's fucking out killing it. And he's sexy as hell to her. And you're not, you're just like a man with a fucking apron and some boobs. That's not what these women sign up for. It's, it's not what they sign up for. What they sign up for is you to be both is you to find that deep passion inside of you to love her passionately, but also to go to fucking war and kill. And we have to do that. And if you don't feel like you have what it takes, you need other brothers around you. You need other men around you to help you become that kind of man. All of us are, if you look at frats, I think there's somebody sitting in front of a, it looks like a college or something. I don't know where you're at, but I know it's like a fake screen, but it looks like a college. So it reminds me of fraternity, you know, fraternity. It's like you have your fraternity brothers. What happens? You have to go through a whole hazing for a week, right? To get in, to be a part of it. That's the initiation. All of us, all of us have an opportunity to be initiated into manhood, but most of us never really took the opportunity. And a lot of us, honestly, our fathers didn't initiate us. Our fathers slapped us around. Our fathers, you know, didn't, didn't talk to us. Our fathers weren't there. They were in prison. They were whatever. We have a fatherless generation. And that is why we have 
the main issues we have right now yep. is because we have a fatherless generation and all of you in here are fatherless too. Even if you had a good dad, most of you, I'd say 95% of the men I've met in my life, they might've had good dads, but they didn't have empowered dads. Meaning they didn't have fathers that were intentional about emotions. They didn't have fathers that were intentional about the kind of man that they want their son to be. They didn't initiate him. Why? Because that's not common anymore. That's not the thing we do anymore. There's so much confusion out there in the fucking world. We don't even know what a man is or a woman is. A man can have a baby. Like what the fuck is wrong with our society? You know what the fuck is wrong with our society? Lack of leadership, lack of real men standing there, not beating people down, not being a xenophobe or being a racist or any of those shit, but being a real man who stands in the face of fear and says, I will not back down. I will stand here with my, my back ironclad and I will stand for values and I'll stand for morality. This fucking world is missing that shit. And you, and we wonder why our kids are going off and fucking don't know who the hell they are and becoming cats and dogs and shit. That's a whole other rant, but man, I'm, I'm fucking sick of it. And that's part of why I do what I do. Not, not, it's not a political thing. It's a family thing. It's a men need to show up in their homes thing. Absolutely. I don't have much to add to that. I think you're <laughs> kind of on the key. I got I mean, going on a whole other rant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we see this frequently, you know, the lack of leadership that men, that men have had in their nurturing, it comes out in so many forms, especially as you start to get older. I mean, realistically, man, as men, sometimes we do weird shit especially when we're in pain. That's just the truth. I see Baldo has his hand up. Baldo, what's up, man? Hey, fellas. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on here. And I just want to say, Mark, you're doing a great job, an awesome job. And thank you for everything you've done. Um, guys, um, I've been in Thrive. I did a 30 day. I did the five day. I did all that stuff. And just like Mark said, we have to have goals. And I've set goals from day one. I've, we've probably set goals when we were kids, right? Date the homecoming queen, make the varsity football team, do all that stuff. And now as men, we have to set goals for our ourselves, for our family. Um, I'm separated. And every month I have a goal to take my kids out to go. We're going to go shopping. We're going to go swimming. We're going to go do something. Um, and all this stuff that Mark's talk about works, fellas. It really does. I am not, I'm not here to, to, uh, these guys didn't ask me to come on here to do this. Okay. This is just yeah. me coming out. Cause I just feel like I am, I am so happy right now. And Mark, you just asked about happiness. I, I just had my stepdaughter with me. We went to her school to get her stuff for the upcoming classes. And I just asked her, said, kind of, what makes you happy? And she just looked at me and she goes, huh, I really don't know. So I, and I kind of pushed her and I said, you know, we have to be happy. I can't make you happy. You have to be happy yourself. And we kind of have our conversation. And then I, I said, you know, I'm happy, but I am sad because of what's going on. But that's, you know, that's totally a different story too. But I just want to say thank you. And fellows, keep working at it. Keep pushing yourself because <laughs> it is greener on the other side for us. And yeah. the, the more we get better, 
the more we, we feel self-confident and everything works out for the best. Have a good day, man. Peace. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we did not ask him to come on and share that. Um, that's That was out of left field. I got to say this, man, because I don't think you and I have actually ever, ever interacted personally. Um, I just appreciate you. I appreciate your character. Um, you, uh, without putting too much out there, this was a hard thing for you to do financially. And I know that you made sacrifices and you've been a man of your word. Um, and for all of you who are like, well, you know, this and that financially, this guy isn't a millionaire isn't rich by any means. He fucking made it happen. And yeah. we worked with him through it. And I'm, I'm super proud of the growth you've had. Um, I've, I remember you from like the 30 day, like, like to then get into thrive was, was like a big deal for you. And um, I'm just, I'm happy because this is kind of what happens where it's like money aside, doesn't really matter. What comes back to is your resourcefulness and your way of desire to become that kind of man. And, and now we have it like, like this is the fruit of your work. All we do is provide an environment and we give you the tools and we we put things in motion. But ultimately, every guy's out like lands the same thing. Like those of you who've been in Thrive, like, you know, it's your work that you put into it is what gets you the results. We're, we're just there as conduits. We have some some good material and and we have some good worksheets and we have like we have like all that shit but at the end of the day it's your work and so i'm proud of you man um I, i'm proud of the man you're becoming and i know it's just the beginning for you you know and and who knows down the road where it'll be and maybe you'll come back around and we'll be able to figure stuff out and keep working with you but either way the fact is is you did the work you showed up and you're getting the fruit of that your kids now get to eat the tree eat the fruit off of that tree that's fucking amazing absolutely yeah absolutely I love that, man. Thanks for sharing that, Baldo. I always love when men do what they have to do to make it happen to get in. You know, we've had guys, and we've had guys drive for lift. We've had guys flip couches. We've had guys do what they motorcycles. need to, do to get in. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Flip motorcycles, all kinds of stuff. Um, realistically, if it's important to you, you'll make it happen. And if where you're at right now, gentlemen is not where you want to be, that is an indicator that it is time to try something different. And if you haven't gotten a chance yet, um, I really want to invite you guys to hop on with one of our concierge. I'm going to put a link in the chat. Now, if you chat with one of our concierge, what they are going to do is hear a little bit about what's happening and give you a game plan to move you closer to where you actually want to be. Now, we don't know if you're fit for Thrive, or if we can support you, but this call will be a place where you can at least get pointed in the right direction. So click that link in the chat. You'll meet with one of our concierge. They've been personally trained by Mark to just hear a little bit about what's going on. And if you don't have a game plan for getting out of where you're at, this will at least move you closer to getting there. That's my yeah, it, It's actually an advisor. I'm not sure where the concierge yeah. word came from. I but... thought we had changed it to concierge. No, no it's okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah. I was like, what is he talking about concierge? Okay. I know, I know what you're referring to, but no, it's, it's an advisor. It's an advisor call. Um, it doesn't go to a set to a, a, a specialist. Um, but yeah, essentially it's a breakthrough session, right? It's, yeah. it's going to help you break through the next level. Our goal in there is to help you see some things you didn't see before. Right. And sometimes we're really good at it and we can, we can identify and you see things you're like, holy shit, that's crazy. I never would have seen that before. And other times it depends on how closed off you are too. Right. So if you're closed off and you're not coming with real work, you're not really ready for goals, you're it's gonna be a hard call for you to have. 
Um, I will say that we're going to, we're going to shoot straight with you. We're not going to bullshit you. We're, uh, in this, this is not a, um, we're, we're here to serve. We're here to help you, but we're not going to coddle you. We're, we're not going to say shit just to go, yeah, come into our program. No, we want guys that are ready and committed to the work and, and the process, right. Um, of becoming the empowered man and becoming that kind of man. Um, and so we're going to be brutally honest with you. Had a, I was on a call yesterday with a guy. 12 minutes in and he didn't like how honest I was and said, you know what, this isn't for me. Goodbye. I was like, okay, bye. Um, because at the end of the day, not everyone is ready to do the work. Not everyone is ready to be open and honest and um, feel that. But here's the thing is the guys that are, they feel that they get the most freedom. And so that's all I'm looking for. I'm looking for men who want to be free. And if you're wanting to be free, you got to be willing to do the work. You got to be willing to be honest and honesty doesn't look like getting shamed. That's the thing is you guys are self, not you guys, you in particular, but a lot of men self-shame themselves. And so they don't feel like they can be honest with another man. They're afraid they're going to be judged by that other man. And so I'll be on the phone with guys who all the time think that I'm going to judge them. I'm like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to point out that you're not who you want to be. And there's a reason why it's called you. Y-O-U, you are the biggest problem. Not your wife, not your situation, not your job, not Biden, not Trump, nobody else but you. You are your worst enemy. And the more you like spin your wheels and the more you like sit on that, the worse it's going to be for you. So it really just comes back to what kind of man you want to be and, and whether or not you're willing to put in the work and, and be that and do that. Absolutely. Love it, man. I feel like we're at a good stopping point, gentlemen. Hope you guys found this call valuable and that you took something away from it. Follow that link in the chat. With that being said, guys, we appreciate y'all being here and we will see you on the next one. Have a good day. Peace. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.